0: you <laughs>
1: The WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 680-WPTF-907. I'm Jimmy Lloyd in for Mr. Raley this weekend. He will be back next Saturday in the studio with me, Dan Danford, the director of the State Fair Flower Show, and Phil Campbell, Campbell Road Nursery.
2: Yes. Yeah, good morning. I I know. We're, We're missing Rufus this morning. Uh, everybody's doing a great job here but I miss Rufus this morning and he is doing well he's out of town and uh it just made me really think of him because he sings the Johnny Cash song. He and I sing that together while we're <laughs> off the air. <laughs> so I think Jason cut cut Rufus own last week when he was singing a little bit. I was gonna say if yeah, ne- Jason, yeah. next
1: hour do that again. <laughs> no, I'll no,
2: cut no, the no, mic no, on in here. No. And he, okay. no. <laughs>
1: hear Phil sing. <laughs> but
2: uh, no, that that we might not have a show next week when when Mike gets back. <laughs> but um
1: yeah. Well I'll never get to host it again, I can tell you that. <laughs> it You'll was, be here.
2: It that was great, though. I do. It uh, made me think of Rufus a lot when I heard that. So I hope he has safe travels today.
1: I agree. And uh, I was I was sorry he, the secretary wasn't going to be in the studio with yeah. me as well. But I, I do understand the importance of where he is today and doing whatever task it is he's handling. Um, and I know as a regular listener of the show that it's about now that we talked to somebody from the state farmer's market, um, and I believe it's Billy Howell this morning. Is that right? Good morning, sir. Good morning hey all right so i did morning, get this right billy. all right yeah so um what's what what's happening at the the farmer's market this morning i i've been out there uh, over the years for pecan day or or watermelon day do, do you have any um sort of featured days like that coming up anytime soon billy
3: um i do know that we're having strawberry day this year i don't know what the date is right. on that yet um um, we have the potter, Wake County Potters Guild here this morning, a farmer's oh, okay. at, at building. All
1: right. Uh, if I know Strawberry Day is coming, I can look that up <laughs> online for sure. And the Potters Guild is there this morning, too. All right. Um, what, what's what's coming in fresh right now? Oh, let's see. We've got a um, lot of
3: uh, greens and potatoes, uh, some are grown strawberries. We have plenty of those. Yeah. strawberries, and they are good. Oh. Uh, carrots, cauliflower, broccoli, uh, Brussels sprouts. A lot of varieties of apples and apple cider down under our farmer's building. Well, there's a lot of um, cut flowers and baked goods um, vendors, uh, cookies and. German bakeries here this morning and the Carrot Cake Lady. Ooh, the Carrot wow. Cake Lady. Huh? Mm. <laughs> and, and we even, down in our uh, plant area, we even got Mr. Girl down there this morning with those, uh, all those varieties of tomato plants and bell peppers and lettuce and a bunch of herbs down that way. And we have a lot of shrubbery. We've probably got close to 10 vendors um, set up. Full time now with um, brought shrubs and uh, plants out from the greenhouses. Right, Yeah, uh, we moved our craft shed down under vendors uh, under Farmers Two area. There with the plants while we remodelled their area. Oh, the little area up uh, by the Nahana
1: Outlet is where the the yes. craft vendors normally are. Okay,
3: mm-hmm. we uh, brought them down the basket weaver and the vegan uh donut holes and lemonade and spices as well as there's still a few out around that area there by the by the uh, seafood.
1: They're they're getting their area redone up there, I guess, is what you said. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, all right, I always think of the market shops because I mean I have to hit almost every place in the market shops when I go there, I gotta get the apple jacks that one place down in the corner and I'll tell you the truth for the money, the day-old apple jacks at half price are just—they're great, right? And there's there's nothing, yeah. um, but they do have fresh baked ones all the time there. And then right across the way uh, is the place that sells the uh, chocolate-covered sunflower seeds. Have y'all ever eaten chocolate-covered no, sunflower seeds? Never. <laughs> they are awesome. <laughs> if you won't, them. you won't be able to put them down. Uh-oh. Uh oh. I promise you. I'm sorry you told me that. <laughs> oh. Then the three, two, one coffee,
3: right? Right. Right, Billy. Yes. Wow. It's awesome. It's a good cause. And yep. um, it, not just to come out and get just a cup of coffee, but to watch how it's made and watch the employees. Uh, as amazing the work that the management does with their employees.
2: Right. What a good cause. You're exactly right.
1: Um, more of my favorite stops in the market shops, I guess. I'm always grabbing uh, cheese straws and Moravian cookies. Um yep. maybe some Ash County cheese from over there at the place with the with the craft bottle drinks and the old fashioned candy. I'm moving down the building. <laughs> and then yeah. so I stock up on all that and then I finish off with the Rufus dog down on the end. Right. Bottom, right. right? <laughs> yeah.
3: Uh, that and some of those great big old prawn shrimp that they have. Oh, right there. Yeah. Yes. I, I don't know if they ain't too big to be called a shrimp.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, Rufus brought me one of those one time. I was like, "Uh, I don't know about this."
3: <laughs> they're good though. Yep, they're
1: good. Yeah, they really are. And, and by the way, the um, the soups in there I don't normally get a some. You know, I'm a fried seafood guy, just like most, I guess. But uh, yeah, they I got a, one of their um, seafood chowders in the in the the seafood restaurant one time. I mean, it's just like very very good, like high restaurant style. Soup, I don't sure. like, I do not like clam chowder I almost period <laughs> until Kemp
3: uh, talked me into trying his clam chowder
1: and mm-hmm. now I'm hooked. No, is that the creamy it's kind good. or the the thin broth it's kind? The, it's the white creamy. Uh, the New England one, I guess, chowder.
3: right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now I'm hooked on, so about once a week I have to go down there and get clam chowder.
1: Now. And of course, I'm sure um, a lot of people have breakfast the farmers market restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We can have breakfast sometime this afternoon if we wanted to, right?
3: That's right. Breakfast uh, yeah. all day till three o'clock. Uh, they're open. Uh, great food and plenty of it. That's one thing I say about the state farmers market. <laughs> if you buy a plate of food around here, you better be hungry.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because there's always a ton of it. All right, sir. Anything else uh, you want to point out to us in fresh this morning? When when do, um, I don't know, when do some of the, the things start to come up from the south? You know, some stuff from Georgia or South Carolina. What When, when do some of the first things start to come up from down well,
3: see, there? The see, thing is we have the farmer's area. It's all grew here in North Carolina. Okay. So um, now market shops will have um, some oranges and lemons. Bananas, stuff like that that's not grew right in North Carolina. Okay. But, uh, you know, we're getting ready now, uh, for the cold weather that's coming in tomorrow, the strawberry farmers. Um, I've been talking to them this morning and listening to how they're preparing for, um, this, these couple of cold snaps that's probably coming to war just, and. uh, just don't want those uh, crops damaged and it always mark is you know 90 degrees one day and 30
1: degrees the next day yeah yeah we're, it's one of these weekends where we're having pretty much all four seasons it's 70 yesterday and it'll be freezing again by tomorrow night well mr howell we appreciate your time sir and uh sure. i hope you have a, a good day and um I, now now you got me wanting to come out there after the show's <laughs> over and, and grab a bunch well, of food.
3: Well, come on out here. We'll be here. What, what time right. are you guys out there till? Uh, about 5 o'clock.
4: Okay. Yeah.
2: Farmer's Market Restaurant's open until 3, and
5: what times the Seafood Restaurant uh, closed tonight?
3: Seafood is open till 8. Till
2: 8. Till eight. Oh, okay, wow. good deal. Mm-hmm.
5: Yes, yeah. Good, All right. good to know. All
3: right.
1: Y'all come. See us. All right. Thanks very much, Mr. Howell. That's Billy you. Howell from the State Farmer's Market this morning with an update for us. It's nine sixteen on the Weekend Gardener, and we have Rhodes, uh, Rose Rhodes from Rose. Princeton on hold here. Let's get Rose on the air. Good morning, Rose. You're on the Weekend Gardener.
6: Well, thank you so much for being there.
1: Yes, ma'am. Thank you for being there.
6: <laughs> You're talking about the Farmer's Market. I went up there to that uh, where they sell that pottery.
1: Mm-hmm.
6: and bought the most beautiful pot you will ever see to put a a large azalea bonsai in it. Oh, wow. It's over three by three, mm. and it is outstanding.
1: An azalea bonsai, does that mean you're trimming an azalea bush down like a bonsai tree, like a little yes. teeny tiny thing?
6: I planted it out in my woodland garden, and it became really large, and I looked at it one day, I said, that's a bonsai.
4: <laughs> so well, it's right.
6: outstanding, I'll tell you, I'm bragging about it. <laughs>
2: Hey Rose, we had someone to call earlier um, and she was asking about uh, maybe take, Glenda was asking about um, taking some cuttings on a quince. Yeah. Um, what would you do about that? Well,
6: I've never, I've never uh, p- propagated a quince. Cause I would just dig up from beside of it if I wanted one.
2: Right, right.
6: So I never did prop, and actually they're so thorny I didn't want to mess with.
2: Them. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I understand that. Mm. But
6: uh, the thing I wanted to say to everybody today is it's time you know, to lime some things in your yard that like lime.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: I I did my Daphne and my peonies and my clematis. Oh, okay. And I don't know anything else right offhand that I need to lime. All right. So, so I put a handful of lime, which wouldn't be about a fourth of a cup, probably. And then I put that much fertilizer every spring.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: All right. So that's my take of today. All right. Well, that's great information because uh, we're actually, uh, we just brought our peonies out. We've got tons of them, and they've done really well this year. So we just brought those out to start selling i um, not sure what we'll do with them for sunday night but um i know yeah really um but um, anyway, yeah, that's that's good uh, good information
1: there, Rose. Yeah, could you hear me taking notes over here? I'm, sorry, I'm learning <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, Every time I listen to this show, I learn something. He's yeah. like
2: a little computer
1: going <laughs> over here. Just
6: just go to get you some of that lime and just use, throw it around.
1: All right. Yes, ma'am.
6: Okay. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you, Rose. Hope you have a great day.
6: I will. I already have.
1: Thank All right. Hey, it's 919 680 WPTF. If you want to call us, we're at 919 860 9783. Have Phil Campbell from Campbell Road Nursery and Dan, Dan Danford, for the director of the State Fair Flower Show in the studio, and Mike from Hillsboro on the telephone. Good morning, Mike. You're on the Weekend Gardener.
0: Good morning. How are you, sir?
1: We're doing great. Thank you.
0: Hey, Mike. Good I'm morning, taking Mike. notes. <laughs> I wanted to uh, make a comment about your caller this morning that was talking about the wild onion and the wild garlic.
1: Okay, yeah, uh, if, if you mow it on the... There's
0: only two, two ways to get rid of onions in the landscape, in the ground on the lawn. Uh, and the first way is to uh, use a herbicide. Any herbicide that has uh, the chemical 2,4-D in it uh, will kill them. Sometimes, if it's a very well-established onion, a large onion bulb, it may take two applications to get rid of it. And the fastest and the best, easiest way to get rid of wild onions in the landscape it's to sell your house and move.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's not a good way right now. <laughs> you might not oh, be able to find another you make one. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, you might make a lot of money, but you might not be able to find a place to live. Yeah,
1: that's true.
0: <laughs> well, you know, that's another problem.
2: That's another, another whole other – yeah, that's right. That's
1: right. So All right. you're telling me that mowing them on March 29th will have no effect?
0: Absolutely not. I heard that old wives' tell 25 years ago, and believe me, I tried it, and <laughs> it does not work. Um, the key to getting rid of them is to get uh, a chemical with 2,4-D in it and you spray it on them. Um, Roundup makes a spray that uh, will kill other weeds as well. <clears throat> you hook it to the garden hose, and that's pretty effective. Sometimes that will take two applications. Wow! But that will get rid of it, for sure.
1: Great information, Mike. I'm taking notes again. (laughs) All right. Thanks very much for the call, sir. We appreciate it.
0: Enjoy enjoy the program.
1: Thank Thank you you. very much. It's 921. Jason, let's take a quick break, if you don't mind. It's The Weekend Gardener on 680 WPTF. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Good morning. Uh, 9.25 WPTF time. I'm Jimmy Lloyd. And for Mr. Rayleigh this weekend, he will be back next Saturday to do the show. Uh, a lot of people know Phil Campbell from Campbell Road Nursery. as She is a regular guest in the studio, and so thank you for being here. You've um, Good
2: morning. definitely you. made me
1: feel very comfortable well thank you
2: jimmy i appreciate that
1: and across the way from me is my buddy dan danford who is the director of the state fair flower show and the entire garden area down there behind those buildings uh, at the fairgrounds and uh, you've actually been doing some work this spring uh, with phil we were talking about tomatoes here during the break a little bit and you were telling me some of the tricks you've been picking up from from doing tomato bushes and stuff now
5: well, I've never, I, my personal, i my yard, I, I have such a hard time growing vegetables. Um, but yeah, um, I certainly know about them. I mean, g- growing up, um, my family, we had a four acre garden. Oh, there we go. And everything. That's grew, a garden. We grew everything in yeah. that garden. Well, <laughs> yeah. when you're one of 11 kids, yeah. um, mom was pretty smart and she's like, you know, I can grow food. <laughs> yeah. So and I can so, make oops. the
1: kids plant it and work <laughs> on it, and too. And we all
5: worked in the garden. Um, but one of the things that we were talking about on break was about the tomatoes. hmm And the tomato plants, you know, it's amazing. But when you were planting your tomato plants, I learned that you really need to plant them deep. Mm-hmm. Really, as deep as you can get them. And then the plants that you're buying, like I've been planting a lot of uh, plugs out at the nursery this past week. Now, plugs are, that would be a sort of a tiny plug. Um, is just a little, tiniest little baby plant out of a out, tray. Out of a tray, uh-huh. and there's a bunch of them, hundreds of them in a tray. Right. But what you want to do is you want to make sure when you're planting those plugs, you get that thing down into that pot as deep as you can. And you just want the tiniest little bit of that pl- tomato plant sticking up out of the dirt. That's yeah. as
1: my grandma used to describe to me when she was teaching me in the garden when I was a kid, plant them up to their necks. <laughs> she, right. No matter how tall the, the seedling was, she yep. only wanted maybe an inch or two sticking up out of the ground once yep. I got it in there.
5: So and one of the other interesting things, too, is like some of the plants that, as you know, the regular uh, uh, homeowners buy, they're buying the tomato plants. From the garden centers right. and nurseries. That are already started. And what's kinda neat about it is if you really want a good strong tomato plant, you don't just plant it straight in the ground. You can actually take that tomato plant and you actually lay it down when you're planting it. Really? And what'll happen is all along it'll just develop a much stronger root system. Okay, completely make that completely makes sense. That plant's gonna turn right up. I mean it's gonna head right up, but you can actually lay it down pretty much except for the end of it you know, out of the ground. Right. And you're going to get much, much better, stronger plants. Because wow. That's okay. always a big problem with tomato plants. They get so darn big. And next thing you know, you're trying to figure out how in the world do I keep this thing from falling over? Right. Um, people have tomato cages that come up with all kinds of ideas. But if you plant them sideways, you're going to get a stronger plant and probably a much better producing plant. It makes complete
1: sense because it's the same logic of why I'm planting them deep in the first place, because the whole plant is going to put off roots, whatever's under the under the dirt, yep, and then you know for sure whatever's sticking out of there is going to go up that's right
5: wow okay thanks dan what's I so, and what's so funny is like you even get when you see some of these trays of plugs coming in, some of these plants you can see that they're already almost going, growing sideways and turning up mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm-hmm because the
1: little stalks are they kind of tiny little little things yep 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 and
2: they pack them in boxes to ship those and so when they pack them in boxes they have to protect them from just dancing all over inside the box so that makes them have you know they pack them pretty tight so that if they've got any growth on them at all they're they're just kind of laying over like dan said so he's doing a great job with that
5: i'll tell you one of the things though don't get too excited and want to plant your pl- your tomatoes right now.
1: You know I'm going to take a chance on a couple I know no you're matter gonna, what, I'm,
5: Well, I'm going to be interested to know how those plants um, turn out, no. how many tomatoes they produce. I'll cross <laughs> my fingers. This yeah, is we'll, we'll the give Weekend Gardener show.
2: We'll give you a couple to try, All and right. then we'll give you a couple more later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. There we go. 9.35 WPTF time. Um, Jimmy Lloyd in for Mike Raley this weekend. He returns from Israel sometime this weekend. We'll be back on this show next Saturday morning. In the studio with me, my buddy Dan Danford, the director of the State Fair Flower Show and Garden Area. Thanks, Jimmy. And Excited
5: to be here. Yeah,
1: thank you for coming in, man. I mean, we, we talk about plants, and, and you're making me feel comfortable because we're already friends about this stuff, and we've talked about a lot of plants over the years as I'm putting my stuff in the flower show at the garden. Grounds. And um, my newer friend, um, but still awesome, Phil Campbell from Campbell Road Nursery, who I've just met in the hallways. From uh, I work at the music stations down the down the hall usually at this time of uh, of the weekend, and so we've we've run into each other and gotten to be plant friends um, that thank way you. as well. I
2: appreciate that. Oh yeah, well, you, great.
1: you're awesome. I mean, thank no, you for just too. telling me stuff. Yeah. I feel like when I, you know, I'm tapping into. I shouldn't I should give you like 20 bucks every time nah. you give me some exa- <laughs> nah. I mean because you know you you have a wealth of knowledge that didn't mm. you didn't come by easily and so to, for t- to, for you to let me tap into that well, I appreciate that. has been really nice thank you yeah. and we'll invite you to call us at nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three you want to talk about my taking a chance on early tomato bushes or Bradford <laughs> pears or Spanish moss. Um, let's see we have Adrian from Randleman. On the phone. Isn't that where Richard Petty's from? Randleman. Good morning, Adrian. You're on the weekend gardener.
7: Good morning. He's in Level Cross.
1: Oh, okay.
7: Just down the road a few, few miles.
1: Not too far off, though. Okay. So, what's uh, happened in your garden this thanks. morning?
7: Uh, thank you. I kind of get a hit and miss. Sometimes I'm in the, my car and sometimes I'm just busy. But I have missed where Ann is
2: okay um she is spending some time at the uh, at the coast uh down close to myrtle beach or at myrtle beach uh they have a place down there and it's on the intercoastal waterway and um they have her husband finally retired i think and so they've been spending more time down there and having a great time she said just kind of watching the boats go by and and kick him back after all the hard work that she's done all these years over at nc state and all the places that she's worked and and then her husband as well but um yeah she she'll be back and and she's uh she's just taking some time off uh i guess catching up on vacation
7: isn't that wonderful? I'm very envious.
2: I'm yeah, I am too. I am too, Adrian. I am very envious. <laughs> because plant- and I was
7: glad to hear that Mike had gone to Israel, so that's a blessing. And Rufus is all right, so
2: yeah, all is well. <laughs> all is well. Everybody's doing well. They've just taken a little bit of time off. Well deserved time off, actually.
7: Absolutely. Absolutely. And one suggestion. I had misprogrammed or programmed the wrong number into my phone, so I kept saying the wrong number, you know, this is not right, so I kept waiting for him to repeat the phone number. (laughs) So you need to do it more often. Okay, Okay,
1: yes, (laughs) ma'am.
7: All right. Okay, well, my uh, situation is about a year and a half ago, we we have a brick ranch, and we pulled out the bushes. There were some old boxwoods and things that were there when we bought the house several years ago. And I just got so tired of it. My husband's not interested in the yard. So we pulled them out. And he said, we've had this bare front of our house. We're kind of back from the road. So, you know, people don't at least stare at it and say, when are they going to do something? <laughs> but I'm looking for something that's not going to be big. You know, I, we're at the age where I don't want to be able to have to trim a lot. And I went to the new garden. Uh, Stand over in Greensboro and kind of looked around They just had a few things But I need some suggestions It's on the
4: north
2: side of the house Mm-hmm. On the north side And let me say this It's not a bad thing to let your soil rest And that's exactly what you've done In taking those older plants out That have been there for a long time and uh, giving it some time, it's kind of like we talked about with Ann and and Mike and them and the people. Uh, give give it a little bit of a rest and a break from trying to grow something all the time. And now uh, it would probably be really nice to put something back in. Um, I Dan, I have you. I mean, I I always kind of opt for uh, Hellraiser Hollies or something like that. To go in front of a house because they are uh, low grower and they're not. They don't require.
7: Oh, excuse me. Uh huh. Is that the one that's A C L L E R
2: I? It starts with an H. Hellebore. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh, Those. I think
7: I saw one of those.
2: Yeah, those are nice because they don't require a lot of pruning and they don't have thorns on them and the the leaves are smooth. I mean, they're just really nice plants. Um, we have a neighbor that put some of those in uh, a couple or or a few years ago and they've done very well, uh, except for one. And I think that's where the, the water drains out of the gutter and it keeps it too wet. So Mm -hmm. it just likes a a medium moist soil and, and it doesn't require any, uh, any attention. So, um, you can use those or you there's, there's tons of evergreens that you can, if you want to do a little bit of different color. Uh, There are smaller um, uh, shrubs and different color, leaf color shrubs, and some that have, um, like the loripetalums, they have the smaller loripetalums now, and uh, they do have some flower, you know, flower color for those, but also leaf color, and that's one thing I always like to do is mix up textures and uh, leaf color. Would you
7: spell that?
5: Laura Petalum.
2: L- Laura Petalum. Uh-huh. Uh, let me yeah. give you the total right. I'm going right go to on that.
5: Yeah, I can guess. L O R A P E. No way. You're wrong. T U L U M. L A U R we actually have Laura Petalum.
2: It's actually L O R O. It's Laura Petalum. right. Be careful. L O R O. And right. then petal, P E T A L U M. Oh, okay. Okay. And you can, okay. uh, I'm sure that New Garden, you're, you talked about them, and I'm sure they have some of the smaller growing varieties. And there's like a
5: dwarf variety mm-hmm. of That's, that. Yeah. Now, yeah, be careful because right. the, the other ones want to <laughs> get big. And the other yeah. one
2: will get as tall as your, the older uh, the forms <laughs> will get as tall as your house.
1: That's what ours are doing. So, um, yep. don't want those.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. So you need just um I would go for different colors, like I was saying, and different textures.
5: You know, okay. some hostas would probably be really nice. Do you have deer, the north side? a lot
2: of deer?
7: We have a lot of deer and okay. okay. like my hostas.
5: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, never mind that.
4: Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, um we're we're out we're out in the county. Uh-huh. Um but I always just say go like you did go to the nursery and look and just look around and and see, um, you know, some of the some of the things that they have and uh, talk with someone there and and get it get it fixed back up for yourself.
7: Are they? I was trying to think, too. I don't know if you could tell me because you don't know the house, but how close, how far apart would you plant something like
2: this? Probably about five or six feet. Okay. Yeah, because they're not going to get huge. Okay. So, and, and what what you can do is, is plant the, you know, plant some of them along in a, a straighter line and then come in between, not, and, and, you know, out from the others and in between. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to tell you that. But, yeah, um, staggered off, yeah offset. There you, there you go. You got it um and um and do that and and it just gives you a nice look,
7: oh, okay, that's a good
2: idea, okay. well,
7: I really appreciate it. This is Phil,
2: yeah, this is Phil, yeah, it okay. is well, I
7: always enjoy hearing you too.
2: well, thank you, Adrian. I appreciate yeah. that
7: and tell Anne, I'm thrilled for her, but I miss hearing
2: her voice too okay, well I'll yeah. definitely tell her that Adrian from Randleman checked on her. <laughs> I'm all right, sure she will be impressed. She will. <laughs> she will. She, she loves all listeners, so that's great. Yeah. Thank okay. you. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you, yes, Adrian. 9:44, okay. WPTF Weekend Gardener. Per Adrian's request, 919-860-9783, which works out to 860-WPTF if y'all want to call us in. Uh, Dan Danford, director of the State Fair Flower Show. I kind of chuckled a little bit when Phil said it's good to let your dirt rest because the flower area... At the fairgrounds rested for about a year and a half. How did that work out? <laughs> what what size machete did you go back in there with?
5: Well, yeah. I'll tell you something. You know, never in my wildest dreams did I realized that weeds can grow 10, 12 feet tall. Yeah. And well, they were that tall out in the gardens. They were thriving. So and that's what happens when you don't take care of something and you let it go. Mother Nature Boy, oh boy, she'll take it. She'll take it in a
1: flash. And so I know you didn't have as much time to prepare that area last year as maybe you would have wanted to, but hopefully you'll have a, you're having more time this year since we are going to have the fair again this year. Uh, and yet, last year you still managed to make some pretty awesome changes to the way things uh, happen over there at the flower show. What with um the, with the flower show rotating and you keeping some of the the older specimens in there so you could see and then not closing the flower show while you're doing an intake for the next round of the flower show. Okay, so you did all that kind of stuff with almost no preparation time. What you got going for this year?
5: <laughs> this year we're uh, going to do something. So the, the, the whole flower show, um, it consists of the cut flower competition, but then we also have the gardens competition. Mm-hmm. And the gardens, actually, that's where – we have – and it could be whoever wants to actually enter. Anybody can enter the gardens competition. And you get a plot about 12 feet by 12 feet. Just depends on where they are. But most of them are around that size. Maybe I always thought bigger. that would be
1: – there were groups of people that did that. Just an it, individual could do
5: it. We have several people that have been doing it for years. And they love doing it. But we also are always looking for new gardeners, new people to come in because some of the old gardeners drop out. Um so the gardens competition, I want to say we have, oh, wow, 27 gardens, Yeah, individual That's gardens. Um, and it used to be in the- And they're green-
1: all along that, that walkway that goes down through the bottom and up the back of the hill where they're the big the, chair was. Around
5: the, around the greenhouse, mm-hmm. along the sides, along the- uh, uh, Way mm-hmm. um, so there's a lot of different gardens in different areas, and some of them get more sun mm-hmm. than others. Some of them are real shady gardens.
1: Some of them are wetter down there in the bottom. I would yeah. guess.
5: Yep. So um, in years past, what we always did was we would set the themes ahead of time for the gardeners' competition, and then we would let the gardeners kind of that wanted to enter pick the theme that they felt that you know, they were most comfortable or wanted to compete in. So they
1: had a few to choose from, I guess.
5: This year, we're going a little different. Okay. This year, the garden themes are going to be completely up to the gardeners. Wow. They can put in a th- whatever, they can do a garden on any theme they want, and their gardens are not necessarily, they're going to be judged, of course, right. on whatever they put together, but they're not going to necessarily be competing with, say another tropical garden right next to it and another tropical garden next to them Right. Okay. they're going to be just judged on their individual garden presentation Mm. um uh information because you want to write a little story about your garden you know what are your what's what's it all about what am i looking at i Um, I really like
1: that because it puts it puts more of the creativity back into Mm -hmm. the gardener and then not just how you express tropical theme, but how you express the theme you came up with.
5: Too. Yeah, well, and in years past, too, what happens is, remember, we we would have, like, for instance, a tropica, tropical garden. There would be three of them. Well, if you wanted a tropical garden and you didn't get your request in soon enough, you mm. might not be doing a tropical garden. You might be doing a, a garden about who knows like the what. the beach, I right? Yeah, I mean. Mm. So we so we just thought it was a, just a really neat idea to open it up. And then also what we're going to do is, uh, you know, for the gardeners, we would have, you know, uh, the categories and they would be graded on certain things, parts of that garden, for instance, their hardscape um, or their plat board and how much information they gave us, their map showing what plants are there mm-hmm. and the labeling of that map so that anybody can look at that map and look at the garden and go, oh, there it is. There's that loripetalum or there's that, you know, whatever plant they're using. so, um, and then also uh, the hardscape, there's going to be uh, where the gardens won't be graded on hardscape. They're just going to be graded on plant material. They can oh, put right. hardscape in it. Mm-hmm. But so that used to be a kind of a thing where, you know, people were always worried about, Oh my gosh I got to have hardscape in here, I should have a water feature in here, I should have this in here. Well you don't necessarily have to do that this year. That's good. So it's going to be interesting Um, and you know just to throw it out there, if you're interested in doing a garden, send an email or call up the state fair. April 1st is the day that they start taking in requests for the gardens and it's on a first come first serve basis.
1: That's it, April first for the gardens because I know I don't have to register my herbs and stuff yeah, until uh, later in the season. Yeah, you do get I? a little
5: bit more time for your all cut right, stuff. Right. Yeah. But the garden competition—the reason we started April, beginning of April—is because of the dynamics of trying to do one of those gardens mm-hmm. and to make it really look like it's been a garden and it's you know something that's right. been in place for a while. You want to get started at er, as early as possible. And now I don't know exactly when we're gonna open up the Time to when they can start their gardens. But like going out there to plant stuff's not going to start April 1st. Right? No. Okay. So what we'll do is, again, we're going to um, open it up to people. And you just, if you uh, call, up this, call up the State Fair or you, is you it can
1: Is ncstatefair.org go. is the website? I'm guessing you yeah, can send an I email. Yeah, I think so.
5: And then also, um, I'm trying to think, um, you send an email to, I think it's competitions at NC N- State but H- go H- online and it's the, the information is on the website on where to send your email to request to get in the gardens. Um, just remember, it's a commitment, but what a rewarding a commitment. I mean, it's so rewarding to see, you know, people going by your gardens and looking at your garden and going, oh wow, look at that, and oh, <laughs> neat. So, and it's also neat for me just to see all the different ideas people come up with. <laughs> well, um, what was it,
1: would uh, you have black pansies? Was that what we were looking at at the end of the season last year? Yeah. Those things were great um and now that was that wasn't part of one of the competition gardens I'm sorry I should specify it was just it was part of that area that you're responsible for though and I I just I I
5: thought they were really neat yeah so um I'm trying to remember how many times I filled up my eight-foot bed pickup truck with flats of annuals last year and those were it had to be five six times I filled it up which is what what do you figure? How many flats could I get in my truck? Probably 15, There's 25. 20. Well,
2: there's 25 on the bed. But if you stack them a little bit, you yeah. got more than that. Yeah.
5: So thank you, Phil Campbell Road, because <laughs> they made such an impact uh, with the plants that they gave us or donated to us. And um, we were able to get them in the ground. I love to get the plants, the annuals in the ground a lot earlier than we did last year. Sure. Because it really... Um, it gives the cha- the plants a, a good chance to fill in, and um, hopefully we can really put a really great show on for October, um, which is difficult because you know that's when we're already getting close to frost time and stuff like that. Sure. so um, But yeah, people don't get your those annuals. Um, when I was planting them, I was planting them in August, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you, it's amazing if you get those things in the ground and you are not afraid to prune them back a little bit and cut them back, those annuals will still keep thriving. And they, like I said, they looked great all the way into October. Some of my favorites that Phil hooked me up with last year that we used a lot, um, those super beanas. Right. Holy moly, that what a great little plant that is. And they'll is. come back. Low grower and it's coming back. Right. Um, I had, she had this one, it was, I can't remember what red it was called but man that thing just filled in so fast and it did well in dappled light right surprisingly a right. lot of them really like a lot of sun but that Superbina did really well in just dappled sunlight um Coleus there's another one what a flex yeah. huge barrels full of that didn't yeah they?
2: it's just Coleus it's, it's just like I was talking with um Adrian having the different foliage colors because that time of the year, you might not have as much flower power, but if you've got your foliage colors, you did a great job with that.
5: And the, the varieties of Coleus now, the, oh my yeah. gosh, all the different colors. Um, yeah. So yeah, that was a, a super plant. Um, the Begonias, there's another one, just such a great plant. You can, yeah. you know, and don't be afraid if that thing's starting to get leggy, just to snap it off, snap that top off, and next thing you know, that thing's filling in even better. Yeah. So at the always... So many folks are afraid to, um, you know, like for instance, the coleus, Mm -hmm. when I put it in the ground, come, I want to say normally it's like Mm July-ish, August, I'll go around to those coleus that I initially planted, and I will top them and break off the top third. Oh, by the way, about coleus, they do flower, but you don't want the flowers. That's not (coughs) why coleus are so beautiful, because if you let them flower, the, uh, the the flowers actually steal away from the colors of the, the foliage. Okay, mm-hmm. And that's really why you want the coleus is for the foliage. Right. There's also, I mean, there's three colors. You get a very variegated so looking,
1: you, yeah, those those looked yep. great in those so barrels. So you'll see too. me
5: running around the fairgrounds before the fair, <laughs> weeks before the fair, and I'm just snap, snap, <laughs> snapping off these flowers. And they're like, why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't want these flowers. I want the foliage color. Right.
1: A you know, big part of what's interesting to me about what you do out there is how different the little zones of that area behind the flower show building are and what sort of different you talk as you talked about dappled sunlight, you know, and then I know it's wetter in some spots and or it's up in the woods kind of in some spots too. And and to be able to manage sort of all those different things and have them all be successful is, is really hard to do. And so I wanted to compliment you
5: on that too because it's always a great walk down
1: that little
2: path. Yep, yep.
5: Yeah, And it's, uh, um, it's it's always, like I said, it's always a challenge. Um, um, But, you know, if you aren't afraid to prune back some of your plants and stuff like that, even if you're planting them late in the season, you know, and they say, oh, it's already July, August, you know, I mean, it's not too late to have some beautiful color all the way into the fall. Right.
1: All right, so I, I still—I've been taking notes while you were talking too. Um, so the competition garden applications open on April the first. First come, first serve. And so, um, do we know how, many, you know how many spots that is, or just get just get on it and, and get one of the first spots? There's a
5: map. There's a—I think there's a map online. Okay. Um, with the gardens, because you know when you're thinking about at first, you want to pick a, They want you to pick a garden. They want you to pick a garden off of the map. And there's 27, I think, available gardens. So, but one of the things you got to be careful of is you're going to get a garden that's shady, right? And have big old oak trees above it, right? Or you're going to get a garden that's woo, getting eight hours of sun every day. Mm-hmm. So um, that's when you want to think about. Wow, well, first think about my theme, pick out a garden, and but the, get that garden <laughs> request in. And, you know, you might end up with a shady garden when you originally thought about a sunny garden, but they you didn't get in in time or it was, you know, every, it was taken right. up. It doesn't mean you still can't do a nice garden.
1: Right. right. And and it's not we're giving you the themes. Pick one of these. You pick your own theme and exactly. express it in the garden, too. I like that very much. Uh, NCStateFair.org, I believe, is the website where you can find a little more information and, and an email to for competitions. All right, so uh, we have a couple minutes, short minutes. Let's let's get Frank from Raleigh on the phone and see what's happening in his garden this morning. Good morning, sir. You're on the weekend, Gardener.
3: Yes, thank you. I really enjoyed your show. Thank you. I recently thank you. planted, I think they call brown, bracken, magnolias. Mm-hmm. And I, I was wondering how I should fertilize those. Should I use organic fertilizer like Hollytone, or use something else, or does it
1: not need any? Well, I'm going to vote organic, whatever you use, but that's, I, I have, yeah.
2: You can use some holly tone if you want to put a little bit of fertilizer around them. Um, I would I would not fertilize mine. And okay. I, I mean, especially if you just put them in.
5: I'm agreeing on um, that.
2: Yeah. I, I, I don't fertilize very many plants at all, except what we have at the nursery. Um, okay. Yeah. They usually grow pretty well. So I, I would... <laughs> Like if you just got if you just have to put something on it use the holly tone or okay. something like that and yeah and I
3: also moved a small volunteer dogwood this the volunteer was growing up next to my house so I moved it to put it in a bed should I fertilize that at all or something?
2: no what I would do uh, dogwood if it came up beside your house is probably a native dogwood. And I would just, the biggest thing with that is just not to plant it too deeply. Okay. Okay? Because if you do, it'll die. I literally pulled up a head-high dogwood out of the woods behind our house when we first moved in our house, and this was a long time ago. And uh, Carlton, my husband, told me it probably wasn't going to make it because I didn't get any dirt or anything on the roots. I took it out into the pines in front of our house and planted it and it's still alive so it's been alive for a very long time and just don't plant it deep
1: okay okay all right great so it can be done all right frank thanks very much for your call this morning sir hope you have a great rest of your weekend and this is the wptf weekend gardener more calls after the 10 o'clock news